Welcome to the True Vine Podcast. Wherever you are listening, we hope this inspires you, builds your faith, and brings perspective that God is moving in your life. Enjoy the message. Why don't we give them one more round of applause? Hallelujah. You're worthy, God. You're worthy, God. You're worthy, God. You're worthy, God. Hallelujah. 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 It feels like church in here. Glory to God. Hallelujah. I feel the power of God. Amen. Hallelujah. Let's go to the Word of God. Amen. God's hiding place is my my title today. Psalms 91.1. Hallelujah. He that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. And I will say of the Lord, He is my refuge, my fortress, my God. In Him will I trust, and surely He shall deliver thee, listen to these words, from the snare of the fowler and from the noisome pestilence. He shall cover thee with feathers, and under His wings shalt thou trust. His truth shall be thy shield and buckler, and thou shalt not be afraid for the terror by night, nor for the arrow that flieth by day nor for the pestilence that walketh in the darkness. Nor for the pestilence that walketh in the darkness. Let's go before the Lord. Lord, we love you. We praise your name. We pray for liberty here, God. Let your words be my words, God. Speak through me, Lord, as your vessel. Hallelujah. I give you honor, God. I give you praise. I pray for a special anointing, never for my sake, but for the sake of the hearer of the word of God. I give you honor today. You have been good to us, God, and we thank you for being here with us. And everyone say amen. Amen. Hallelujah. You may be seated. Hallelujah. The book is called The Hiding Place. Corrine Ten Boone was a Dutch watchmaker who became a heroine of the resistance, a survivor of Hitler's concentration camps. One of the most remarkable evangelists of the 21st or the 20th century. In World War II, she and her family, they risked their lives to help Jews and the underground workers escape from the Nazis. And for their work, they were tested in the infamous Nazi death camps. Only Corey among her family survived to tell the story of how God ultimately triumphs over evil. Nazi Germany had just invaded and occupied Holland. Corey and her family noticed that Jews began to disappear. Their neighbors were disappearing to where they weren't sure. So they began to hide the Jews in their neighborhood and they developed an underground network in doing so, transporting them, hiding them to safety. Corey and her father and her sister were eventually betrayed by a fellow Dutchman, arrested and imprisoned. And the two women are ultimately transferred to Ravensbrück, a German concentration camp. Well, in that camp, bedded down with fleas, sickly Betsy shares a post-war vision with Corey. She must tell that she has seen, and not merely the brutality, but also what she has seen of how the love of God and the forgiveness was found in Christ and how he surpasses the evil and the hate of the world. 
Corey must tell how God was among them in their deepest suffering. She was released from the concentration camp based, uh, late, she later discovered on a clerical error. This divinely appointed clerical heir set her on a trek all over the world to proclaim what she had seen and what she had experienced. A story of God's faithfulness during this time of suffering humanity could ever invent. Scripture tells us that it's, uh, she says the scripture sustained her and her sister while they were in the darkest places of their lives. Hallelujah. The power of the word. They read the word daily. What kept her alive was the contraband Bible she miraculously kept hidden throughout her ordeal. Corey describes gulping the entire Gospels in one sitting and living in the truths of the word as if they were written for her exact situation. In a flea-ridden bunkhouse so filthy that no guards would ever enter there to do them harm. Hallelujah. She and Betsy would open the Bible and read it aloud. Walk waiting as a different as as different voices were translated the life-giving words into German, Polish, and, and uh, French. God's hiding place is sometimes unpleasant. It was there that they were in the bunkhouse full of fleas. But it was the fleas in their life. It was the fleas that were in their bunkhouse that kept them from harm. It was something there that was unpleasant. It was something there that was bugging them throughout the night. But somewhere along the line, it was something that was bothering them that kept them from harm of the guards and the men of the camp. Can I get an amen this morning? Someone here needs to thank God for the fleas in your life. You need to thank God for the uncertainties in your life, for the trials that seem to come often. Hallelujah. Often God has a plan bigger than ours, and God has them there for a reason. Can I get an amen? Paul said it like this. He said, there was a, a thorn given to me in the flesh, the messenger of Satan to buffet me, lest I should be exalted above measure. And he said unto me, my grace is sufficient. Paul wanted God to take this away, but God said, my grace is sufficient. Many of us in today's day and age are waiting for the perfect day, the perfect life. Hallelujah. Without distractions, without trials, I'm here to tell you that God can do a great work in the midst of your situation. Can I get an amen this morning? Amen. Hallelujah. It was the, the fleas that kept them from harm. It was something that they had learned to live with because they knew that it was those things that was going to protect them and protect their minds and their hearts and their bodies from others. Hallelujah. God always knows what we need, church. Hallelujah. God dwells in a secret place. 
This was where their place, it was a safe place. They would go out throughout the day with fleas on their head and fleas jumping around them, but it was the safety of the Lord. Hallelujah. They would go back and do their flea-ridden bunkhouse. Hallelujah. Might have not been pleasant there, but it was there that they were protected. It was a safe place for them. They could sleep at night. They knew that no one was going to come around them. Hallelujah. This is how God works, church. Sometimes we have trials in our life. We're wondering why uh, financial difficulty is always plaguing us. Is it perhaps that God has allowed something in our lives to draw us to our knees that we might have revival in our families? Hallelujah. He that dwells in the secret place of the Most High. It's a place. It's a lonely place. It's a place that no one knows about. It is a broken place, a valley. There's no light there. It is a dark place. But it is where God does his greatest work. Hallelujah, hallelujah. I feel the power of God. It is where God can do his masterwork. He is an expert in working in the dark places. He is an expert in working in the storm of your life. Hallelujah. I'm here to tell you, if you are in the storm of your life, that there is a God of peace in the midst of your storm, and he's working on your behalf. It is here that you get healing. It is here that answers come. It is in this place that is so unpleasant that you get direction from God. It is a place of comfort, of safety. It is there that God can do a great work. Hallelujah. Some of us through life, we think that, hey, it's just, well, how come I'm always having these trials? Why is it always me having these issues? Why has sickness plagued my family? I'm here to tell you that it is in those, those situations situation that God does his greatest work hallelujah in our lives hallelujah the story of Haggard's Hagar says that the Lord visited Sarah with the promise it was there that Sarah had that promise and she ended up having a promised baby it was Isaac hallelujah she had that baby and on the eighth day Abraham began to uh, uh, circumcise that young boy and he threw a big party and while at that party the son of Hagar hallelujah Ishmael began to mock the promised child he began to mock Isaac it was there that uh, 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 that Sarah got upset and said and told Moses she said I want you to take this bondwoman and her child and I want you to send them away hallelujah she said unto Abraham cast out the bondwoman and her son hallelujah and the son of the bondwoman that she not be heir with my with my even son Isaac this thing was a very grievous thing unto Abraham scripture tells us he wasn't really happy about taking his his son that came out of his loins and and placing him out of uh, out of his his community out of his his lodging there but it was there that she stumbled into a field hallelujah and it was there that she began to plan for her death these were something that she had no power over her son was not the promised child there's some things in our lives that we don't have power over you're not going to change them this is something that God very likely is using to keep us humble to keep us praying to keep us faithful hallelujah can I get an amen 
The Bible says that Abraham rose up early in the morning and he took bread and a bottle of water. I could imagine as he was taking that to her and his son, knowing that they probably weren't going to make it in the desert. They probably weren't going to go very far, but it was him. He had to make that long trek to his concubine and her and his son. And he went there early in the morning with the bottle and the water in his hand. And he gave it unto Hagar and he put it on her shoulder and the child and he sent them away. Hallelujah. Now she had did nothing wrong. She was asked to be the mother of the child. But somewhere along the line, she knew that she could not change the situation. I come here this morning to tell you that sometimes God leaves things in our lives for a reason. But it's not a time to check out and it's not a time to walk away. It's a time to draw closer to God. It's time to walk and make that trek back to the house of God. Can I get an amen? amen? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. See, the devil likes to use trials to discourage us. He likes to use these situations to drive you away from the church. He likes to tell you in your ear that, hey, you're not, you, that, that church does not love you. There ain't nobody there that's going through what you go through. Hallelujah. Come on, I'm preaching this morning. I know what God gave me for the church this morning. Hallelujah. I know that God is very concerned and he wants you to stay in the fight. Don't lose your course. Finish the race what you start when you started. Finish that race. Hallelujah. Complete what God has started. But life sometimes beats on you and it comes against you and it begins to wound you as we move forward through God. But I'm here to tell you that God is concerned about us this morning and God cares about our situation but God does not want us to walk away during these hard times. These are places where he can do his greatest work. Amen. Hallelujah. He can, he can get out there and in the midst of your trial and you can come out a better person, a better man or a woman for God. Hallelujah. Some of these things will be for a season. Some will stay longer. Some have plagued us for 30 years. Hallelujah. But we got to keep on walking. We got to keep having faith. We got to keep being faithful. We have to stay focused. What is our goal? Our goal is to make it to heaven. Amen. Hallelujah. So it was there. He gave her the bottle and the water. Hallelujah. She cast the child. Oh, it was there. He sent them off. They went into the wilderness of Beersheba. And the water was spent. It was drunk. Hallelujah. She cast the child under the shrubs. She took her baby and she put him over there and she hid him. And she went and she sat down against him. Against him a good way off. He, she didn't want to see him die. It was a, an arrow shot uh, from, from, from the lad. Hallelujah. And she said, let me not see the death of my child. She had no, she had no power over her situation. She didn't know. Uh, she couldn't do anything about it. She could only sit and watch as her baby cried under the bush uh, it, as he was uh, uh, 
thirsting to death hallelujah as he was needing water and bread but that had already been spent hallelujah oftentimes in our walk with God we sit there and we're waiting to die spiritually we're sitting there and we've lost our faith and we think that hey it's just here we're just here hallelujah I'm just going to come to church because it's the right thing to do but we fail to get the fullness of God in our hearts hallelujah hallelujah and the baby was under there hallelujah and the baby began to cry she said let me not see the death of the child as she sat in the distance but God heard the voice of the lad hallelujah somewhere along the line the baby had to remind mama hey mama there's a God mama what happened what happened hallelujah come on mama hey did you forget what we were taught in Sunday school mom hallelujah they teach me in that class that there is a God that will provide when we don't have any money when the bills are coming when the marriage is cracking there is a God come on somebody I'm preaching to you this morning Hallelujah. But the baby had a reminder. Mama, 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 did you forget? Hallelujah. That there is a God that hears our cry. And he began to cry. And scripture tells us that God heard the voice of the lad. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. This is why we need to have our children in that room getting taught the things of God I can't tell you how many times that Kara had sit there and said dad we know better than this dad come on I, I remember growing up and I be, as she got older I began to respect her because God had begun to use her and she was and she had a really really good sense hallelujah of, of and some wisdom in her life and and she had said something to me and I said you're right we're better than this hallelujah see because trials affect every family. We're not exempt. We don't have an exempt sticker on top saying, hey, Chavez, just because you're called, you, you're not going to have any bills. You're not going to have any worries. You're not going to have any sickness. Hallelujah. My daughter's about to have two surgeries. Hallelujah. We also get affected by the wear and tear of this world. Can I get an amen? But I'm here to tell you, you know what I do? I keep walking to the secret place. Hallelujah. There is a place. It might be in a desert and it might not be very pleasant, but I keep walking to this place. And I keep falling on my face and saying, God, hallelujah, God, I need a miracle. I can make it. God, why? Because your word tells me, hallelujah, that you'd never leave me and you never forsake me, oh Lord. Hallelujah, God, you are the answer. God, I need a restoration of my faith, God. I need you to get up in my, in my situation today. Is there someone here that needs to look back into that secret place that God has made for you and I this morning? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The baby began to cry and God heard the baby. And the angel of God called out to Hagar of heaven and he said unto her, What aileth thee? And Hagar, fear not, for God had heard the voice of the lad <sighs> hallelujah hallelujah we're gonna make it you are important to this church i've been burdened 
since I knew I found out I was preaching, God put a burden for, for each and every one of you. It doesn't matter what you do or where you came from. That makes no difference. You are a child of God and you are important to this church. God has put you on our hearts. The staff here and the pastors that pastor this church, you do affect our church. I need you to step up and start walking right back to that secret place this morning. Say, hey, I've been a little off, but I'm getting back with God this morning. Hallelujah. Come on, somebody. Why don't we give him a round of applause? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Come on. We're all going through this. Come on. Why don't we give him another round of applause? He's worthy. Hallelujah. He's worthy. Hallelujah. God has you there for a reason. And you're wondering why you're here and you're there. Some things you're just going to have to walk through. You're going to have to weather the storm. You're going to have to learn to dance in the rain. Come on. If you don't, you're going to wear yourself out and you're going to burn out. We have to find rest in the midst of the storm. It doesn't have to be the perfect life for you to find rest. God dealt with me on this issue here. I'm going to tell you what we're doing. Sometimes we wear ourselves out. Is this okay? Do not wear out. Find rest. This is why we come to the house of God. Where am I going? Brother, the pastor's got a message for us. There's rest here. Hallelujah. The enemy wants you to leave the church, but there's rest here. Hallelujah. We got to find the rest that God has ordained for us. And the rest is in the word of God. It's in the man of God. And it's in the things of God. Hallelujah. Sorrow Sorrow may endure for the night. But there's joy coming in the morning. They tell me, hallelujah, they tell me that there's an eye in the region of the storm. It is the most calm weather at the center of the the tropical cyclones. It is a place, and I've seen the picture of it, but it is a place where it is so calm there. It is in the eye of the storm. It is a roughly circular area, typically 30 to 65 kilometers in diameter. It has. It is surrounded by the eye wall in a ring of towering thunderstorms where the most severe weather and the highest winds occur. What am I saying? I said there's a place in the midst of your storm. There's a place all around you. It might be a hurricane. It might be be a storm but there is peace in the midst of the storm come on somebody i didn't come here this morning to preach a pretty message i came to throw you a lifeline and to tell you if you start heading back to the secret place of god hallelujah which is in the eye of the storm god will renew your faith and renew your mind hallelujah There's a place with God. It's called the secret place. It's a place in the midst of the storm. You see, in the hurricane, there could be houses uh, flying around. There's chaos all around. Hallelujah. Everything is out of order except in the eye of the storm. God has a place for you. Hallelujah. God has a place for us. Hallelujah. Now... God dealt with me on a few things you don't want to talk to us about. One of them, one of them is we're going to have to carry some stuff with us. 
That doesn't mean it, it pushes us out of church. Doesn't mean it, it pushes us to a, a bad attitude. Hallelujah. That doesn't mean it, it pushes us to isolation. That's what the devil wants. He wants you in a corner with nobody so he can work on you without the protection of the man of God, without the protection of the people of God, praying with you, encouraging you as you come and walk into this building. I cannot tell you how many, how many times I walked in here knowing that people love me here. Hallelujah. You're not going to find this love anywhere else. I, I work with people, and their only purpose is to succeed on their own. They're not caring about me. But I go to church with people that have the love of God inside of them. And when you hurt, we hurt. When you walk away, it hurts. When you're discouraged, we're discouraged. We just had a loss of a family member. We're with you, uh, Brother Navarro and your family. Hallelujah. We're praying with you. We've been through some things like that. We want to encourage you. We want to tell you that you can make it and that God is going to comfort you and your family. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. God says he's our help in the time of trouble. He may be sitting there, and when trouble's there, you know he's close by. Hallelujah. So God told me, he says, tell them they're going to have to carry this stuff into battle. I'd rather carry a burden into the battle than to walk away from here without God. Hallelujah. Knowing that I'm meeting the spiritual demons and devils of this world with nothing with me. With no protection. With no sword of the spirit. With no man of God. With no saint of God. With no elder of God. Come on somebody. God cares. And this is why I'm preaching to you this morning. God knows who you are and so do you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. But God, this is a good message. It's not a bad message. God says, I'm with you, but you're going to have to carry some stuff. And so uh, as, with that being said, as we're carrying our stuff, hallelujah, we keep walking. We keep coming. We're faithful. We keep, we keep, we keep getting stronger. Hallelujah. And it may pass or it may not pass. But God said, hey, they're going to have to live for me with some things. There's never going to be a perfect life and there's never going to be a perfect day. So don't wear yourself out and waiting to do something. For, I'm preaching now. Something for for God until, hey, I'm going to wait till I get married. I'm going to wait till I get over this thing to do something for God. We need you now. We're in the last day. We're in our revival here, and we need you to be here with us. Yeah. Hallelujah. Yeah. Hallelujah. Paul wanted God to take the thorn out. And God said, my grace is sufficient. You're going to carry that, Paul. <laughs> Hallelujah. I am convinced that I have things in my life that God may never remove. But you know what? Listen to this. You know where I'm at? I'm in the eye of the storm. I've never had so much adversity and things in my life as I do today. But you know what? I'm right here. It's all going crazy around me. But I have peace. Because you know what I had to learn? I had to learn that I had to get to that place. The difference is when you're suffering with life's atrocities and you're not in the eye of the storm, it affects you. It affects our attitudes. It affects the way we look at life. It affects us in every aspect of life. Your inability to create, to do what God has, has called you to do. 
It affects you. But if you can make it back to the eye of the storm, the secret place that God has ordained in the middle of your dilemma, if you could just crawl back there, the most important thing you can do is get back to that place of prayer in your house. Get back to the closet. Hallelujah. Get back to the, to the recliner that you kneel on every morning. Get the book open and start getting close to God again. And he will give you peace in the midst of chaos hallelujah we gotta love God we have to enjoy our journey you know oftentimes we go on trips I remember we went to senior camp we, we used to go not yeah we used to go to senior camp we'd take our little trailer and we, the kids were small and we didn't get one flat we got two flats Hallelujah. With all those kids. I remember we parked in a rough neighborhood. And I didn't want my wife to stay there with the kids. So I, I, I said, go and get us a tire. And so she, she left. So I stayed there to, you know, protect the family and whatnot. But we'll never forget those times. I don't even remember what they preached at camp meeting that year. But I remember the journey. How fun it was to make sandwiches on the side of the road in a rough neighborhood the kids didn't know it but I was scared I'm just kidding I wasn't scared I had Jesus with me hallelujah to die is to be with the Lord amen but yeah it's the journey and 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 this is what I feel like God is impressing them we're getting wore out in the journey enjoy the journey it's not ever going to be a perfect church Enjoy the journey. Find your resting times. Work back to the, to the secret place between you and God. It's your place. You know where that place is at. I'm going to hurry. I have a lot to say here. Hallelujah. Learn to love God and don't wait for the perfect season. Hallelujah. So we rolled into senior camp with two new tires. Hallelujah. The wallet got smaller. But you know what? It was the journey. We never forget that. My dad would, would come home. We'd had a van. Again, we had, we had a big family. We had six kids. Hallelujah. Runs in the family. So we had six kids, and we had this van. And my dad would come home, and he would, uh, he would say, hey, we're going for a ride. And my mom would make sandwiches. We didn't even have a destination. I said, Dad, where are we going? He says, I don't know, son. We're just going to enjoy the journey. And I cannot tell you the times that we pulled on the side of the road. And my mom busted out those sandwiches that she had made. And we had just a great time. We didn't really get anywhere, but we were enjoying the journey. Someone here needs to start enjoying your journey. It's not all that bad. And it's only dark for the night. But joy is coming in the morning. really dealt with me he says you know they're getting burnt out in the journey you're not going to make your destination if you throw in the towel during the journey we got to love life hallelujah I, 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 I'm preaching to myself too we got to love life I can't look at the other guy and say 
Why are the players always going on vacation? Right? I got I to gotta find that things that we enjoy. What are we doing? Hallelujah. He may be watching. God bless you. Brother Blair, we love you. We miss you. We need you back. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. But my point is, we can't, we don't measure ourselves amongst others. You have your place. You have your joys. Find them and get them back. Hallelujah. Something that used to excite you about the house of God. Hallelujah. Oftentimes we just come just to put in our time. Hallelujah. David was running and he was distressed. And Absalom had him on the run and he wanted to kill his father. Hallelujah. What a nightmare. Your own son wants to kill you. But he was running. And the Bible says that he walked into a church one day. He didn't have his sword and he was hungry. And there he found a sword and he found bread to sustain him throughout his journey. And he took that sword and he had protection with him. You're going to find those things in the house of God. You're going to find bread here and you're going to find a sword. Find a sword here for Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday. Hallelujah. We got community group on Wednesday. Then you're going to carry a sword out of there for Friday and Saturday. And we're coming back here to find rest we're coming back here to have church come on somebody enjoy your journey hallelujah find times in your relationship to get back to the resting place hallelujah uh, matthew eleven twenty eight, 28 and I'm, I'm getting ready to close come unto me all ye that labor and are heavy laden and i will give you rest the remedy is in the word of God. It's already here. Other people have already suffered what you've suffered. They've already been through what you've been through. Hebrews tells us that there's going to be a cloud of witnesses. Of people that have gone on before us. Saying, hey, you can make it. I made it through what you're going through. And you can make it. Find a place with God. Find a secret place with God. Come back to the house of God. Don't leave the house of God. Get under the man of God. Hallelujah. Come on, I'm preaching this morning. Hallelujah. You're going to have to be who God intended you to be. And I'm afraid that life is, is affecting that. God has a plan. You're not a mistake. The Bible says that he gives life. And he breathed into Adam. And Adam became a living. God's got a plan for you. The devil tells you you're nobody. And he tells you that I don't matter to this church. I'm here for now. I'm just passing through. No, you're not. God's got a plan. You're not here by mistake. I stumbled in here seven years ago. I didn't know where to go. But when I talking to the man of God, he said it like this. You're not going anywhere else. This is your church. Hallelujah. I've been here ever since. Have I been through some trials? Oh, Lord, help us. Do I have atrocities that haven't left? Yes. But I learned to get back into the secret place with God. Come on, somebody. Find the rest. Find the rest. Hallelujah. First Peter says it like this. Humble yourselves, therefore, under the mighty hand of God 
that he may exalt you in due time, casting all your care upon him. For he careth for you. Be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary, the devil, as a roaring lion walketh about, seeking who he may devour. There's two fighting for you. And I'm here to tell you, get back to the place. Get back to the place with God. And it is there that God will sustain you. Hallelujah. Be who God planned you to be. Hallelujah. God had a plan for you. Hallelujah. It's not time to isolate. It's not time to make erratic decisions. Hallelujah. There's times when I get upset and I want to make a decision. And I've learned that you better wait a day or two. Because <laughs> those decisions we make, they got a price. There's a price coming. I want to get back to that place often. I want to get back to this place. Hallelujah. Weary traveler, God has bread and he's got water for you this morning. I know, I know, and you know, and you know. It's been tough. I know. But we're not exempt. And I want to tell you, you can make it. God heard the cry of the baby in the desert. Death was coming upon them. And it's like the baby told mom, Mom, must I remind you that there's still a God. And the angel of the Lord appeared and sustained them for the journey. Hallelujah. She couldn't change her dilemma. She couldn't change the fact that she was not Sarah. She could not change the fact that her son was not the promised child. But she could cry out to a God in a secret place. Hallelujah. 1 Peter 15. Hallelujah. Cast your cares upon him. Weary traveler, God has something for you. Don't be weary in well-doing, for in due season you're going to reap. Finish the course and stay on the journey. Stay on the journey. We have a destination. And I'm here to encourage you. Stay on the, stay on the journey. Stay there. Keep coming back. Come on, these altars are open. Hallelujah. Come on, let's have a season of prayer. Come on, somebody. You're not exempt and neither am I. Come on. Hallelujah, these altars are open. Come on, come on. Somebody needs to get back into a secret place. Somebody needs some bread and some water this morning. Come on, somebody. Hallelujah. They're coming. Come on. God told me to talk to you this morning and to tell you that you can make it. Hallelujah. And he's got bread and he's got water to sustain you this morning. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you for listening. Special thanks to those who give generously to this ministry. It is because of you that this ministry is possible. You can visit our website or church app if you would like to give. And if you enjoyed this podcast, you can subscribe, like and share it with your friends, and tag us on social media. Because we want to witness with you what God is doing in your life. Thank you, and God bless.